Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Man, God is good. Oh, God is good. God is great. God is wonderful. He is holy. He is holy, holy, holy. His holiness knows no end. Thank you, God. Oh, Lord, today as we as we just uh, get together to talk about you, Lord, to help these words to be anointed, help them to be a, a word that just rests deep down in the depths of people's hearts, that's a transformational word, a word that transforms them into a, a greater position of relationship with you. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> man, God is good. I love, I love serving the Lord. I love, man, my life, I look back at my life before I met Jesus and I just can't imagine who I was. It's like I look at an entirely different person. It's like that person is this uh, a separate individual. Man, I love serving the Lord. You know, most Christians uh, who have a reasonable understanding of who God is and the basic biblical truths, they desire God's blessings in their life. In fact, most people have a basic belief in one true God who loves us, desire God's blessings in their life. And the Bible is filled with promises from God concerning his blessings. We learn these passages and often memorize them. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, but, but I've seen these little booklets that summarize God's promises. I, I hear teachers teach on God's blessings in people's lives. I'll see these pamphlets and these booklets that remind people of certain promises God has uh, to help us get through various times and situations in our life. It makes sense. After all, God has made certain promises. Uh, some like causing the, the, the rain to fall on, on uh, some of these promises are like you know causing the rain to fall on the just and the unjust, making the sunshine on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. These are promises from God that have no precondition on being a believer. Basically, God's saying, I don't care if you believe in me or not. This is what's going to happen. Others like seeking, you will find, asking, you will receive, are promises made to people who may not be believers in the context of being the redeemed, but they're searching out God. Proverbs are are filled with wisdom that are that are really promises from God. I call them the if-then statements, meaning if we do a certain thing, then this will be the typical outcome. And these truths or promises are open for every person. It doesn't matter if they're believers or non, non-believers. They don't have to be a part of the redeemed. They don't even have to believe in a God. If they apply Proverbs in their life, um, they'll see certain blessings from God occur in their life, even though they don't acknowledge God for those blessings. I, I've read articles on businessmen who have applied Proverbs in their business uh, uh, doings, and they've reaped all the rewards that are promised in there by applying those, those principles to their business. 
you know, these truths, they're open for everybody. They simply have to put them in practice. But there's the promises that we Christians focus on. Things like you know, where two or three are gathered together in my name, so I will also be. And the big one, remember this one? I'm sure you do. Ask anything of the Father in my name and you will receive it. Or the one you have not because you ask not. All kinds of promises. We, we if anything, become practitioners of seeking out God's promises in Scripture and trying to apply them in our life. However, I would like to bring all of us into a more clear focus as believers. Allow me to present the following statement to you. When we make room for right relationship with God, God brings the blessing of his presence into our lives. You see, all too often we get caught up in the, the compartmentalization of, the, of relationship with God, our walk of righteousness in God, God's intervention into our situations, and the promised blessings from God. As though these are separate issues which must be applied in the correct order and the right balance. Almost, if you think about it, as if it were a recipe, that, that magical, we get our walk, knowledge, and relationship right, and God will do. Yes, I said magical. I can't tell you how many times I have been scolded by believers for using the term magical when talking about uh, Christianity. But we often treat the word of God as if it's some magical recipe book. You see, and there lies the problem. In all of this uh, philosophy, doctrine, uh, theology, religion, whatever we want to call that, it is us who has control. We treat God's promises if they are, as if they are not contingent on anything we do except to be a believer, as if we're trying to hold God's feet to the fire when there's something going amiss in our lives. We cry out to God for things, and, and when we do not see the expected outcome, we question our own faith. But more often than not, we sigh and say, oh, it's not God's will. He has something better for us. That's the counsel we try to give ourselves. That's the counsel we'll give other people. We bring the, the Job counsel to the table and say, if you just get the sin from your life, then you will begin to see God move in a more powerful way in your life. All these things and more will claim and say. Looked at individually, for the most part, you could say these statements and many more like them are true, yet somehow, while being true, they have presented an erroneous doctrine of faith. All these things are true, and that's a fact. The Bible's not wrong in the recorded promises from God, nor is it wrong in God's willingness, no, his desire to implement those promises into your life. The error comes when we try to break it all apart and compartmentalize it. The right place to be is right relationship with God. 
God doesn't want us to just pray to him. He's not desiring of us to set aside times for him. He's not looking for the weekly, bi-weekly, or other organized times to come and worship him. God's not desiring of you to absorb him into your life. He wants you to be absorbed into his life. He is moving here in this world. God is operating with a plan, with an agenda. He's not looking for you to find a place to fit into his work. When your entire focus becomes God and the relationship with God, it is in that in which we see the transformation and resulting blessings in our life. Let me try to explain in the short time we have here. The more you intentionally desire to be in relationship with God, the greater the relationship becomes. I say intentionally desire because it has to be more than just that I want to be in deep relationship with God. You must be active in pursuing that relationship. Turn off the television, close the books, put down the electronic devices, stop with the hobby, allow it to just be a time with God in prayer and listening for God's voice, meditating on God's word. Not just a little bit of time, not that hour, not that 15 minutes, not that 45 minutes, not that half hour. All the time. On a surface, it may look like you are sacrificing everything else for God, and you are. But what you're really doing is making God the number one priority in your life. When God is the number one priority in your life, then you are not searching out his blessings in your life. You are operating from the position out of his blessings. God's blessings flow from his very presence. Almost all of of us live our Christian lives on the fringes of God's presence. Like a mountain spring, we are the beneficiaries of his blessings after they have flowed down the mountain where they are good, but they're not the great they were. They're not the richness they were. Using the mountain spring illustration, what I'm saying is move up the mountain. Deeper presence, uh, deeper relationship with God, deeper into his presence to the very source of the spring. And there at that point, the waters are the purest, the richest, the most refreshing. Likewise, God desires us to reside in him, not in addition to him. And when we make room for right relationship with God, God brings the blessing of his very presence into our lives. This is what God desires from us. Moving deeper into relationship with God means you are allowing God to take over more and more of your life. You're not adding God to more and more of your life. Don't misunderstand that. You are not adding. God is not in addition to. You are releasing more and more of your life to be in the presence of God. And in that releasing, that making room for right relationship with God, God brings the blessing of his very presence into our lives. And in that place, we don't have to seek out God's blessings in our life. We dwell in the midst of God's blessings. Think about it. 
Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.